Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome back to Rich Shields Golf Show Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Rick Shields. I'm here with producer Guy and also co-host. You've been promoted, Sophie. I know. I feel very special. Gone from go. I think once you've been on a guest once, next time you're on, I think you're straight into co-host. So welcome to, to the show. Can't wait to chat to you about golf and life. So you put me next to Guy. I feel a little bit like I'm the guest on my own podcast today. I want to sit on this side and watch you squirm on that side. So we're going to ask you some hard-hitting questions, Rick. And I, you're rough. Let's get, before we go into anything, it's episode number 92, did we say? Uh, yeah. And you're really hungover. Explain to the audience. <sighs> Listen, it's a Monday. I shouldn't be hungover on a Monday. I'm a little bit hungover. Only a tiny bit. And it's not my fault. That's what I'm saying. Elaborate. <laughs> I went out in Liverpool last night, in your hometown, basically. And uh, it was really bloody good. That's it. Thanks for listening. Who you you with? I want to tell everything. Because uh, you meant to be going playing golf today, filming a course vlog that our <laughs> listeners, I'm sure, would have lapped up and would have, got lo- would have got us loads of views. That would have been very relatable, playing golf hungover. Yeah. We'll probably do it again. Um, it was me, um, Peter Finch, Andy Carter, Matt Fryer, the original kind of vloggers, golf vloggers. <laughs> well, I know Peter Finch can't take his drink. Well, I'm not going to name names, but two of the four ball... Um, couldn't get out of bed this morning, and I wasn't one of them. And neither was Matt Fryer. And neither was Matt Fryer. So me and Matt were ready to go, and uh, certain other two weren't ready to go. So on behalf of Peter Finch, let's apologise to our listeners for what would have been a great video. That's not going to happen. Maybe it'll happen later this week. There's a there's a, a day we've reserved for later this week, which I'm excited about. But no, it was a good good catching up with the lads. We had a really good time. Liverpool was class. Um, and I'm just getting too old for this now. Going out. Is these, are these bright lights making you feel a bit worse as well? I feel like you're proffering terror <laughs> on my own on this side of the table. Like, Did, did you buy shots at the bar? <laughs> That's when you know it's going downhill, isn't it? It's a Rick Shields night out. Of course there were shots at the bar. I think we started with shots. No, it was good. It was really good. And uh, yeah, so hopefully we'll get a vlog coming up soon. I think golf today would have been hilarious. You're right. I think that would have been one of the funniest videos ever. But I also think that it might have ended our careers. <laughs> it's not your fault. You wanted to go and play. I was ready. Showered, getting changed. I'm texting the lads. What's happening? What's happening? Everyone good. Everyone good. And uh, one person in the group didn't respond at all. 
I'm just enjoying this day because being the bitter and twisted man I am, I if I go out and get drunk, which isn't very often, I have horrendous hangovers the next day, but probably for two or three days. So therefore, I very rarely now go out and get drunk. Rick is normally the guy that can be out last in the bar, but then up, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed and feeling fine and be like, oh yeah, I'm fine. It's a little bit of a bottle of water and I'm good to go now. So to see you rough, I'm actually really, really enjoying. I think the problem is as well, this weekend took its toll it did. last weekend. So I've had a bit of a mad one, really. I'm getting weight. I'm a married man, three kids, yeah, and I'm, I'm going out doing all this shenanigans. When that happens, you get that one free pass. You just need to make the most of it. Well, the free pass last week was St. Andrews. It was a work trip, obviously. Yes. But when you're in St. Andrews, there's lots of bars, there's lots of pubs, and weirdly, I found myself in the student union till silly o'clock like in the morning. I don't know, I saw these TikToks going viral that there's a granddad, someone, someone's granddad had come <laughs> to the student union and sat in the corner asleep. I, I've never felt older in all of my life in the student union. But that was good. Should we talk about St. Andrews? Yeah, so we were at St. Andrews this week because it was the AIG Women's, women's Open, not Women's British Open. They've changed it. So it's now, yeah, the Women's Open, just yes. like the men's. And we were there on behalf of MasterCard. We've got an absolutely banging podcast coming up this week, a bonus one. Why don't you explain well, that, Rick? We, we teed it up in last week's podcast, if everyone remembers. And I mm. said, it's one of the biggest guests we're ever going to have on. And it really is. Sophie Walker. Sophie Walker. <laughs> People would have guessed it. The, the amount of comments we got about Sophie, yeah. Sophie coming back on. Uh, but no, after this, which will be then coming out on Thursday, I've got an interview with Annika Sorenstam, which I'm just like so ridiculously excited about. Because she is, I mean, in the ladies game, she is the Tiger Woods of the ladies golf, really. She's the best. She's the best. best that there's ever been. Is it? Is it even a question mark? No. So in in men's golf, obviously, or whatever, you know, I don't want to go men's, women, whatever. But in the male side of the golf, there are question marks. Who is the greatest? Jack Nicholas or Tiger Woods? That's mm-hmm. the question mark. And and depends on who you Just speak quickly, to. Just quickly, who do you both say on that one? Only Tiger. because it's my era, Tiger. Yeah. I, I agree. I say Tiger. But as you've mentioned before, when you want to play devil advocate, it's who won the most majors. Exactly. And so there is always a question mark. Mm-hmm. In ladies' golf, there is just no question mark. No. Annika is the best of the best of the best. Yes. And will be for a long time. Is there anyone catching her up? Is there anyone threatening to even contend for that title of GOAT? I think the standard of golf is way better. But as in a standout player, no. I mean, the amount of different major champions that we've had over the last, I think the last nine have all been different uh, major champions. Uh, obviously not this one with Anna yes. Nordquist. But there is no domination at the moment in the women's game. There's just a lot of very, very good golfers. Give me some questions I need to ask her. Have a little think. Is I'll there have a think. Is there anything, I've, got some, I've got some really key questions I want to ask her. Because, uh, I mean, like she retired at the age of 38, didn't she, to have a family? And then she's come back and she won the... Is it like a seniors major that she won recently as well? Yeah, she won a the mile. women's seniors US Open. Um, at, at her, her little boy loves golf so I think it was a you know you see with the footballers yeah, how yeah. they really want to do it for their kids yeah. and Ian Poulter you've seen hasn't haven't you do it for his lads very similar ask him about a little boy he's a superstar he walks around the golf course with her maps the golf course tells really? her how to play no yeah so I think that's really nice she's, she's kind of done it for them and then obviously she is super competitive and it's kind of got the juices flowing there was a little rumour that she might get picked for the Solheim Cup. Oh, my goodness. Is that come out yet, the US yeah, team? Yes. No, well, she's, Ameri- uh, she's not American. She's oh, yeah, Swedish. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah she's, not, she's not going to. Um, I've actually seen a house. Have you in seen Lake Nona? Ridiculous. Massive. Ridiculous. Because she's on the same estate as, like, Henrik Stenson, 
and Ian Poulter. And I think Graham McDowell lived there for a while, but it's absolutely off the chain. Huge. I think she owns a lake as well. She's one of the, I suppose, in the women's game that has gone into business as well. If you think like Greg Norman did in the men's game, Annika's done that uh, very successfully with her course design and foundation. So, yeah. I'm excited about that one. Um, this week, we went up to St. Andrews, as Guy was saying, and we were supposed to be originally staying in Dundee because mm-hmm. we were going to Carnoustie for the Ladies' Open. We went on the Thursday. I want to talk about that first. I really enjoyed myself there. I really enjoyed myself there as well. It is it is quite simple. I've been to loads of major tournaments, lots of Opens, a Masters, lucky enough to do that. Ryder Cup. Ryder Cup. It's, it had everything that those events have, but just on a smaller scale. So it had the hospitality suites, it had the tented village, it had the merchandise shop, it had everything, the world's best golfers. And their tagline is world class, isn't it? It was kind of tattooed everywhere. Like they are, some of the, the ladies' golfers were unbelievable. And what's amazing this year, Sophie, I've been to three ladies' tournaments and only one men's. Well, that's great. I listened to the podcast when you went to the Rose Ladies series and it really made me think, oh, great, I'm glad you've said that because... When you go to live sport, it doesn't matter what live sport, it it gives you something. Mm -hmm. And I think with the women's game, you can get that little bit closer to them. You can stand right behind them on the tees and and you can see the ball flight, whereas sometimes you go to the men's event and it's quite hard to get close, isn't it? Well, we sat on the first grandstand for probably about an hour or so, didn't Mm -hmm. we? And my knowledge of lady golfers is getting better. I'll be honest, hold my hands up, it's never been brilliant, but I'm getting so much better at knowing... Oh, that's that. That's such a body. That's such a body. She did that. She did that. Oh, she only won recently. And I think social media is a big plan of that as well. I think they've started to utilize social media so much better, as every sports person has. But now you get to see a bit more of their life as well, which is really interesting. Just a quick one. I've got to give Rick some credit on this because it was a very nice touch. We were on this grandstand on, on the first tee and we watched it about an hour, like you said, probably watched well, six to seven groups come through. And it, was, it wasn't round at this point. There's a good few people sat there. And there was some little boy, he was probably about 10 or 11, and he looked and saw Rick, and honestly, he was like, his face was like this. So if you're watching the podcast, that's what his face was. I feel like we can definitely take a snapshot of what you've just done there with that microphone yeah. in front of you. No, don't, please don't. Not <laughs> little Ricky gift. again. Um, <laughs> and he was tapping his parents, going, that's Rick Shields, that's Rick Shields. I thought he was doing it about me at first. I thought he was saying that's producer guy off the podcast. He wasn't. He was looking at Rick weirdly. And then um, Rick waved to him. Like, uh, told him to come over, sat with him for probably 10 minutes, asking him of questions, got a little selfie with him. His parents were looking over, like, proper waving at Rick, saying, like, oh, thanks so much. And literally, he will have made that little lad's year. And it was just, I just thought I'd give you credit there, oh, Rick, it was really, really nice of you to do. No, and normally, I don't. Normally, so far, Normally, terrible. bats them off with the back of his hand. He has a golf glove <laughs> in, his pack, in his back pocket like that, and just bats them off. <laughs> no. what, what was nice as well, like, I've been to now... Aramco Lady Series, I went to JCB, I went to the Women's Open, and normally when I go to an Open, I do get fans that will come up and spot me, and quite simply, it's very in kept with our demographics, 90-odd percent male, mm-hmm. almost 99 percent male that come up to me for pictures. When I've been to these ladies' events, so many women golfers, young girls watching yeah. the channel, it's great to see, and they can still enjoy it, and, and again, that's kind of where I'm seeing it. I can still enjoy Women's golf, because as you mentioned earlier, it's just golf, and it's it's just brilliant. I've been honestly really enjoying it, and I think they've just, I don't know what it is, whether it's the the mix of players out there at the moment, the events, there seems to be a lot more in the UK, certainly at the moment. Um, it's just class. I'm really enjoying it. 
And also with the Women's Open going to venues like Carnoustie. Correct. That tells the story. I mean, Muirfield next year, it's, it's That's history, a big one, isn't it? Muirfield That's as well, massive, isn't it? isn't it? I mean, they didn't used to let women members in Muirfield, and now obviously yeah. they do, and it's it, it's going to be brilliant. And to, and to look at the history of who's won around Carnoustie. Um, I'm, in fact, on the last day, Minji Lee hit, batted one into 18 when she was right up there. And it just bounced the burn. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, can you imagine John Vandervelde if he oh bounced the God. burn? And that's what you're saying. It is just golf, but it's got to make it relatable of what's gone on in the past. So I think that's great that they go into those venues. Is it not like the men's where it's, it's, there's a rotor as such? Yes and no. Because um, they've been at Woburn before, haven't they? Randomly. No, not randomly. So the story, <laughs> that, yeah, so the, the British Open or the, the Women's Open wasn't that to start with um it was it was called the Weetabix and mm-hmm. it wasn't a major right. um, and it was it was basically at Woburn um, and it was a, at Sunningdale a lot as well and it only turned into a major probably in the 90s oh wow yeah so it's quite a, a weird history to it so and the RNA have only just started running it in the last few years hence why the prize fund's gone up no the venues way. yeah so they go back to Woburn and sometimes Sunningdale just to that's their history. That's their throwback. So I think Woburn will always be on that rotor. But there are going to be some venues like Royal Porth Call, which can't host a men's event. No, because it's not big enough. But I've just seen your eyes light up. It's class, isn't yeah, it, Royal Porth Call? Unbelievable. So they're going to be able to use those type of golf courses, which the men can't. So actually, I think our uh, open rotor will be a little bit more exciting because we're going to go to some newer courses, which are still very good. I feel like I'm like getting so. In, I feel like it's it's mine as well. Like I feel like I'm really getting so invested. Like it's it's just another open. Like it's another major tournament. We get four in the in a year in the calendar year. It's five in women's golf, isn't it? The five majors. Like I feel like we've got nine majors to look forward to now. Which again, I'll be honest. Hold my hands up. It's probably only taken me this year to realise that and to really get into it. And knowing players like Minji Lee, who's obviously Minwoo Lee's sister, and like people that I've kind of spent time with, Olivia Cowan and Anne Van Dam, and, and ladies who I've filmed with as well. I'm seeing wow, like. They're doing so you know what changes for you, and this might sounds weird, but I don't mean it to be, and I'll explain why. Instagram, yeah, because now you're watching some women, you go, Oh, I've not heard of her before, and you go on Instagram and look at the profile and see the personality as well. A lot of the women seem to do a good job of that, they actually post like behind the scenes and stuff on there. You then follow them, and then you then kind of know what they're up to, how they're in tournaments. It definitely helps, and I think for a selfish reason as well, because my girls are getting older as well. Like, I want them to enjoy golf, I want them to idolize these phenomenal lady golfers mm. as they will do men golfers but i want them i didn't i just don't know whether it wasn't as out there or publicized as much when i was growing up i just don't feel like i, I knew laura davis yeah that that is honestly it annika sorenston that is really it well now i feel like my knowledge obviously working in the industry is improved but what the industry is doing whether it's ladies golf are actively doing this better but i just feel like the information out there is so much well, better if you look at it now so the prize fund for this year was um, $5.8 million. It really went up it, during tournament it week. It went up well, by $1.3 million, I believe. Yeah, can you like, on Wednesday night, it, it got announced, which I thought was really cool. So you're already already playing in the Women's Open, really excited. And then they go, do you know what? We're just going to chuck in another few million. So that was a really Why good story. Where did that story. come about? Um, it's AIG, AIG and, and, and the RNA. So AIG have really said that we're going to be an ally for women um, in sport. And they've got a plan of, of really trying to get this equality and, and pushing it. And if somebody like that does it, and then all the other majors, I'm sure, are going to jump on board, 
then the smaller events, the regular tour events, hopefully will jump on the back of it as well. But it does, it takes these major championships. I mean, it made the news, like the regular news, not just Sky, Sky Sports News. It was on BBC saying, how great is this? It's, it's still not near the men, but it's jumped significantly. And you've got to do those type of things, like you say, to get headlines on Sky Sports News and stuff, where it's got to be almost a shock to people, and that's where they get it out there. So it, obviously it was strategically done. It wasn't by accident, any of this. I'll tell you also I thought was incredible, Louise Duncan. Oh, brilliant, wasn't she? And for people listening, you might hopefully people are getting a bit more into ladies golf, but she's a... I don't know how old she is. She's Scottish, isn't she? She's 19, isn't she? Oh, no. 19, 20. Oh, she older she was 21. Oh, she's right, at, okay. She's Sterling University. So she's, she's amateur. Yep. She won the amateur championship. She got into the Open. She is. And she did incredible. What What's the lady's equivalent to, like, a silver medal? It's, um. what was it called? She obviously won it. What was it called? Silver Salva. Silver Salva. The, the Smith Salva, yeah. yeah. Um, we saw her tee off, ripped it. Yeah, she does. And she's, she's like, tiny. And she absolutely ripped it. The technique was just phenomenal. But yeah, really enjoying it. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Question then, sorry, we, we mentioned this before off air. I obviously went with Rick on the Thursday and watched a bit of the golf in the flesh and then I didn't watch anything Friday or Saturday. 
Sunday, I sat down with about an hour and a half left to go and was honestly glued to it. I watched Georgia Hall finish, I think, the last three, and she was out a bit before the leaders. So, like I said, about 90 minutes of watching the golf. Loved every minute of it. But it got me thinking again, can golf do more to make it more exciting to watch? Because for most people at home who dip in and out of golf, it's a big commitment to ask them to watch all day Thursday, all day Friday, Saturday and Sunday. I mean, could the women's game... As well as the men's, but could, could they push to have more something short form that's still exciting, that's more more exciting, that gets people engaged? I suppose they did, didn't they? Didn't they try sixes at Centurion that time? Yeah, I mean, I, d- I don't think you need to do it in the majors. In fairness, mm, I think yeah. it needs to be a little bit like the tennis, how it's five sets and, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, they did. I think I think short form it is needed in the women's game. Sometimes they play three rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you see that sometimes in the lower levels of the men's game. I think the same with everything that I've seen with cricket over the last few years. The stalwart cricket fans will always love test. But how do you get new fans into cricket? Like my mum went to the 100 series. so And she was like, oh, it's great. Really and she's loved not a massive cricket fan. Not a massive cricket fan at all, but, but went and really enjoyed it. And I think, okay, maybe that might make her a cricket fan. Maybe it won't. But we might need that in golf. We yeah. need something. I think the golf sixes did work. I don't think the golf has embraced it enough. No. I think the people playing it was a bit like, mm, this isn't for it, me. It, it was just Got to get the players on board. Borderline between, it was exciting fun, and th- there was a real mixed response of like, um, walkout music wasn't there, and flamethrowers. Is and that, that too much too soon? And, and, that, and that big six mascot bouncing <laughs> around. And that, I'm not sure. I mean, I did that. Voluntarily, I thought I thought I did a really <laughs> good job. You swam like mad down when you got the suit, <laughs> um, but like, yeah, it probably are probably taking on too much straight away. Where um, unless you created a completely sub-brand off golf, Rick's Quick Six is Wait. what we're going for. Yeah, we are going for that. That's that's copyright pending. done. Um, that like we played six holes at St Andrews. Yeah, we did. Like, I played I played at Jubilee Course and filmed the video that you probably it's just gone out actually. Play six. That was lovely. I loved it. What even just like an hour? six holes? There's no start off on. There's an 18 hole cut, so you have Saturday, Sunday, 18 holes. There's a cut, all like you said before, all the ties, all the ones who are on the cut mark have to do something. I don't know what that is. Putting comp closest to the pin challenge, yeah, yeah. like that. And then 18 holes on the Sunday, straight out. I just don't know if it's financially viable enough. If you take so many players out of a tournament, I know that you might think well, it's tough luck, but there's a lot of journey men women well, that's not the same amount that all play on the saturday and then that just gets cut like the same number gets cut that would anyway so they'll still make money on the saturday so, no so exactly the same everything's the same as it is now but rather than in four days it's just two so you have one round then that's the cut and then you have the remaining what would normally be the weekend play on a sunday all right okay so it's just 36 holes so therefore it feels almost like every shot's kind of more, more important because it's shorter form yeah can we do that i think so <laughs> i'll make a call See what I, can do. I do think there is room for shorter forms. The trouble is the schedule is so condensed anyway. They're playing every week. Where do you put it in? Yeah. You need to convince the other tournaments to maybe mix it up a little bit. And then, again, the only thing that would make it not financially viable is AIG, who sponsor the Women's Open. They want four days on TV. They want the, the full shebang of a week, don't you, because they're paying top, what, top dollar trying to condense that just down to two days and they're not on TV as much, you'd, you'd argue you're going to get more eyeballs yeah, watching yeah. it. You, you could argue that, but until there's facts and findings, it's probably that's the one thing that's quite hard to kind of convince certainly sponsors and, and golf fans and need sponsors. Like It doesn't happen if they don't get sponsors. 
Yeah, but as I say, um, for, for the Open Championship, that still has to be 72 holes. I agree with that. Um, I just, yeah. But but you are right, you know, the last <laughs> hour and a half of, of most golf is the most fun. I mean, I commentate on it and saying before, the Thursday is great, we're here, might be a new tournament, might be a new golf course. As commentators, we're really excited. Friday is okay. You've got the story of the cut, but obviously the people making the cut are struggling, so it's not great mm. golf to watch. Saturday, we really try and plug it as moving day, but it is still quite a settled day, I suppose. And then Sunday is where it all happens. So I, I get it. Um, from my point of view, four days works better than two, though, Guy. Get paid more. I yeah. like it. Yeah, double your rate. Um, Anna Norquist, you know her. You've played with her. She obviously won. Incredible golf. Tell us what, what, do, you, what do you know about her. I don't know loads about her, so what what's... Is this a massive, obviously, is she two-time major winner now? Her first ever LPGA win was a major. Can you imagine? Was that 09? Wow. Yeah, so she, she just turned now, pro. She? Yeah, so she she actually doesn't really win regular events. Right. She's, like a, she's a big-time player. Yeah, a little bit Brooks-like. So I'm, what my, what Anna must be, about 35, I would say, 34, Swedish player, was massive as an amateur, just bossed everything. She won the British girls. She won the British Amateur. She won the, the Smith Salva. Um, now she's won the Open. So she's the only the second person to ever do that. Uh, Georgia Hall is, is the first person to do that. And like I say, went out on the LPJ. So everyone knew she was very good. You've got a stellar uh, career. Turns pro, gets her LPGA tour card uh, and wins, um, I think it's the, P the PGA championship, the equivalent, wins that was just never outside the top 100 in the world and then fell away from the top 100 in the world into last year. And for her, that was not turmoil, but a massive shock to the system. I, th I mean, for instance, she she wasn't automatically in the Solheim Cup until this win, and she'd played in six. Wow. So she is, is just an insane, steady golfer, and that steadiness was, was slowly dwindling. Thankfully... She comes back and, and she wins the Open. So I wouldn't say she ever went into the doldrums of the no. game. You know, you hear Jordan Spieth and Lydia Ko really struggling. It wasn't that. She was just used to just such a sustainable success. But I said on Instagram, if there was anybody that you'd have wanted to make a par down the last at Canusti, it had been Anna. She was going to do it. And the putt, I actually said, this will go in. Or no, sorry. And I said this. This will go within inches yeah. because she would not be one that would leave herself a three footer. She's no. incredibly good at putting, always has been. For somebody that she's around six foot, Anna didn't hit it a great distance. Has actually added distance in the last few years. But watch her at Solheim. I mean, it's just relentless. She rolls in putt after putt after putt. Um, so yeah, I'm really thankful that she's on this team. She's definitely got the best golf bag. Of anyone I've ever it's seen. Swag. It's unbelievable. Is it? we'll give them isn't a free it? shout out here. Sorry, it's yeah. For, no, sorry. Swagger Golf, I think it is. Phenomenal. It's bright, isn't it? Graffitied, bright, like one of the best things I've uh, I've ever seen, really on tour. And how casual is she when she dresses? Yeah. Do, yeah. Uh, that's one thing I noticed with the women's game, how much cooler the most of them look than in the men's game. I know it's, I feel bad because we can keep comparing to the men's game, but I think it's natural when you watch fairly decent well I don't watch loads of men's golf but at least see highlights online and watch bits and bats and it's something I've watched since I was obviously young so then coming to the women's game a bit more recently this last 12 months we've focused a bit more on the women's game but they definitely look cooler most of them mm. 
the, the, the even like the, the shorter trousers with like obviously you can see the trainer style shoe better and stuff and some of the outfits they wear it does look a lot more athletic and sporty I think the women have made that commitment of it being a more sporty mm-hmm. sporty look um so yeah like there's no not really any chinos is there in the women's game you don't get that often no not at all I liked uh, Louise's line because she wore shorts on the Saturday weren't didn't she and it was th- throwing it down horrible day and she just says it's not even cold and your skin's waterproof it's yeah. <laughs> like love that I, she, I think she's so good um St Andrews do you love it as much as me and Guy love it Oh my god, I absolutely love it. I feel like guys can have a battle of how much he loves it. I love it the most. Then you can love it next, and then Rick can love it the least. I just like being a like we grew up at golf courses. It's not you know it's not the coolest thing ever at school, is it? But you go to St Andrews and everyone's wearing golf gear. Everyone's wearing golf shoes. You fit in. It's the first time in my life I walked in and I thought, yeah, look, I fit in here. You came in golf gear today for the podcast, didn't you? Because that dedicated to, to the scene. <laughs> I, was, I know I'm teaching before and after, but yeah, I am. I'm in my golf gear today. But you know, now you can wear golf shoes that look like trainers or whatever. But when I used to go to St Andrews, that didn't exist. So people would still walk down the, the roads in their spikes. Yeah. It's class. Carrying golf club. Like, it's not rare to see a bike go past a pedal bike with a set of clubs see, on the back. So much, don't you? It's not, it's not rare to like see outside a pub a, a golf club rack or like it's so amazing so there's a lot of though that make us look really uncool there's like these um students that go to the university oh. who are like they're all dressed like some 90s now and they're like dead like baggy pants and like kind of golf style the fashion's it's dead mad, isn't it? like slim jeans have gone now they've had the day it's they're, so they're all in baggy stuff it literally looks like they've, they've raided the mum and dad's wardrobe from 100%. the 90s it's mad I've noticed that that big umbro yeah, sweater's yeah, back, yeah. isn't it? Or yeah. the, one, the one here that, yeah. It just makes me feel more old again, though, because like, they're seeing it as like classic retro. And I'm like, wasn't that long ago since I was you wearing just, this You just stuff. bin those jeans, the back I know, ones. yeah. I just give those away. But um, Well, we went. To see, we were supposed to be in Dundee, as you said, at the start of the podcast. And we got an email to say that the hotel had moved and we were now sitting in St. Andrews, which was obviously Ridiculous. a great email to receive. We then saw we were at Russock's Hotel, which is literally on the side of 18. So we got there, we drove up, um, Rick did the driving. Good, safe driver, good. Yeah, was that all right? Fast, but not above 70 miles an hour. Obviously. And efficient as well with his economy, his fuel economy. Actually, it's not great, your car for fuel economy, is it? I don't even, I don't even think 30, about 35 fuel miles per gallon he was getting. We had a Guys, like Shows your fuel economy. I'm like, how do I do that? I what don't do, know where that is. What do I what do I spin? What do I do? I'm like saying, car, show me <laughs> miles per gallon. Or hey Siri, <laughs> um, powered by Monster. Yes, all the way. And uh, actually, who's just come on now? One sec. Um, anyway, we got to St Andrews. We literally parked on the side of 18. Well, Rick parked his car at the side of 18. Do you think that's risky? It, yeah. Yes. We were we were about three quarters of the way down the 18th hole. Yeah. Right, I mean, you can only park. It's a dead slim road, and you can park right up against the little picket fence. And I parked right there. I think you were far enough up to be safe because you weren't in reach of driver. Really, it, and it, it was, was shank, it, it was shanked for second shot. Yeah, but it's a serious shank. It could have happened. It was a risk that I was worth taking. I wonder how many balls get hit down that road. A lot. And the widest fairway in the world, but yet the most daunting. So I parked there, went into Russell's. Um, what a hotel. It's just been done up the hotel. Yeah, yeah they've got uh, a new front bit, haven't they, looking out? The whole side of it's been redeveloped. It's a car park. It's I, I must unreal. admit, when, I, when we went a couple of months ago and I was seeing it being built and the scaffolding was still up and I was like, I, I was like I was like a local resident, like hands on hips going, this is this is horrendous. I don't like the view of this at all. <laughs> like, Can you believe they're building this? Um, 
I was just like, I can't, I can't actually believe they've managed to get. And then as soon as he got put up in a nice hotel room, his, his attitude just changed like that. <laughs> but now it's been finished. Now the scaffolding's down. It fits in so good, really nicely. Get it a little bit weathered, and it'll be brilliant. So we went in. We had three rooms. It was me, Guy, and Matt went, and uh, proper lads week, wasn't it? Really like good proper, lads proper week. lads week. Yeah, it was really good. Harry and, uh, didn't get to come. Harry and Tim didn't get to come, so that's why we're saying it's a lads week. And um, went in. Uh, you know, do you mind? Is there any hotel room views? Like, oh no, you're all you're all facing the other way. I'm like, I've got to do this for the Insta. Like, I can't not have a hotel. So I said, um, is there any chance we can get a room? You know how many followers I we, have. You know what? I've almost never flexed ever. I tried to flex and it failed miserably. That's that is true. Rick never to be fair to him, give him some stick, but he never ever. Aren't you go. supposed to flex for him? Isn't this your job? Yeah, I should have been sat there in the back with sunglasses on, like. I felt too embarrassed to flex, but you said something like, "I, well, I can't remember what you said now." I just said, "I'm really like, is there because I, I I do I was like stuttering like this. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, role play. I, I'm, I'm, I'm the like, hotel receptionist. Hi, sir. Uh, yeah, room one o two. Can you do it in Scottish accent, please? No, room room one o two. Um. Is that facing the golf course or not? It's not, sorry, sir. Oh. Is there uh, any chance I can like, switch it to a room facing the golf course? Um, w- would there be a fee for that? I'd have to charge you. Oh, right. Um, uh, okay. Um, I, I, you know, all it is, I kind of make, like, you. I, I like make, vid- I make, you know, I make those things on, I make YouTube videos and um, I've got like, uh, I've got like an Instagram page and I've got like I've got a few followers and I thought it'd be quite good if like I take a picture or a video and post it and you know I, I won't you know it, this will be free I won't no, charge it sounds, you for sounds it. great it's £100 a night please sir <laughs> I did get a slight discount it should have been <laughs> I think it should have been 150 quid a night upgrade so I don't know how much the hotels were I think it was about paid. 400 quid a night and uh, they whittled it down to 100 and then I thought what was funny she said £100 a night we're staying there for two nights so I said you know what I'll do it you're not often you're going to get a chance to stay in this hotel room. Yeah, let's do it. So um, I thought I could, woke, I, I could picture myself waking up in the morning, putting a robe on, fastening it up, making a little coffee at the espresso machine, opening my curtains, going onto the balcony, just sipping and looking outside St. Andrews going, this is a life. And uh, so I said, yeah, I'll do it. So she charged me £100, just £100. So I was like, oh, got away with this. This is it's only 50 quid a night. Okay, I'll do this. So uh paid it. Happy as Larry walking up to my room. And it was cla- how good it was, was it? Unbelievable room, room to be fair. Went in and it honestly outrageous. And the view, I mean, it is it's exactly what I it is the 18th hole. It's the fam- most famous hole. Well, not I said it was the most famous hole in the world in on social media. It's got a lot of question marks that it's debatable though. I'd say it's up there. It's one of the most famous views in golf. It's the most famous course. Would would you would you say it's the most famous course? I'd say that or Augusta. I'd like to say St Andrews, but I don't know. I think if you said to someone, "Where's the home of golf?" they would all say, "I think St Andrews." I'd like Augusta. Think, yeah, I'd yeah. like I do in in the history. Because I feel like at least, like you say, if you said to a non-golfer, "Where's St Andrews?" they've got a pretty much a clue where it is. And what's fa- what's St Andrews famous for? If you asked a non-golfer. Probably Kate and Prince Will. Prince William, yeah. yeah. Prince and Will Prince William and Kate met there, went to university. But I it's, think and then they probably say it's where Guy Channel beat Rick Shields on the old course is the second thing they would say. Is that where that YouTuber did that really nice deed where he <laughs> surprised you with your family? And then let him let you beat him. Ah, yes. Um so we uh so I went out anyway, amazing. And um so I thought Fifty quid a night. This extra, I'm, I'm happy with this. Literally, didn't do a single thing that I said I was going to do. Sit in the balcony, all that. We went out 
as soon as it got in the hotel room, quick change, off we went. We filmed the intro of the video, actually. We did. That was worth it. A business expense. Yes, of course. I just needed that little clip. And um, I was going to say, so I went to check out. Thanks very much. Love my stay. Uh, I'm really sorry, sir. There's a charge for your room. I'm thinking, oh, God, what's this? Uh, it's like another £100 for the other night. We only charge you one night. I'm like, oh, for God's sake, so I did have to pay 200 Do you know who I am? <laughs> I felt like saying I've got what I needed now. I'm yeah. not paying it now. Sodger. Um, but yeah, went out in St. Andrews, went for some... Where did we eat the first night? Um, I keep, oh, yeah, at the uh, Jigger Inn. Oh, yeah. Had a burger. That was class. Jigger you know what annoyed so nice. me as well? Somebody had... A, we were outside... And there was a family next to us with a dog, right? And I'm not against dogs, but I'm not a proper into dogs. And it was on a lead, but like really loose lead. And it was jumping up on us, wasn't it? And, and it th- jumped up on me and put its paw all over my pants and left a big stain of like um, gravel. Well, the floor was like a sandy, clay. gravelly, weird. Yeah, it's like. What's your thought on that with dogs? Because I didn't want to go kick off. But like, I don't want sandy dog prints on my pants. You got dogs off. No, I don't. Hence why I'm like Guy. But I think if you have a dog, you totally get over it, don't you? Yeah, um, I don't. But want... if you don't have dogs, it's it, and why they always jump up at the person that's least interested. Hundred percent. If you give them no, no, yeah, they can sense it, and you're like, oh, here we go again. So yeah, I, I'm with you. In fact, I was getting ready to go to St Andrews um, Royal and Ancient Clubhouse, and my friend's dog literally looks at me as if to say, "Yes, I'm going to jump up at you," and I was like, "Please don't do that." So yeah, I felt like I had that in St. Andrews. Sorry, that was just that, that was, was a really subtle, subtle flex. flex there. There. Yeah, <laughs> uh, tell us more. Well, explain because that's the most iconic building in St. Andrews, isn't it? So, so the building behind the first T, everyone thinks that that's the clubhouse, don't they? They think that is the clubhouse to St. Andrews, and, and I naively when I went there at the age of thirteen or whatever, twelve, that's what I thought. It's really not got a clubhouse, St. Andrews, has it? Oh, it has the old, but, well, but for the other golf courses, but the old course doesn't have its own actual clubhouse, does it? There's different no, ones. No, I think there is down the side of 18. But are, they not, right are, they not, side. are they not golf clubs? Are they not like different clubs yes. you can be members of? It's dead weird how there's a membership you, out you there. Jo- you join to be a member of a club. I think there's like six, let's just say. I might not be quite on this, but roughly. But then you're a member of that club. And you, you get a building, ticket, And they don't have access to that course. So there's not just one old course golf club, if that makes sense. Yeah. Now, the Royal and Ancient, which is where you've been, is the one that we're talking about on the back of the first tee. Did you, you not get that invite last week? You walked in with this blue tick on Instagram. They said, don't well, get away, we felly. I've, I've heard if I can get 20 people to propose me, I could get in. So if 20 people from the RNA club would like to propose me, send an email and I'd, I'd be happily be a member there. Who, won't well, dive into who you went with, but was it amazing? Yeah, I'll tell you who I went with. Um, it was the Women's Scottish Open and um, a few of the sponsors were, was asked to go. And I got an email saying, would you, would you like to go? And normally, through all this golf stuff, you get invited. You can't be bothered to get dressed up a lot of the time. It's like, oh, here we go again. But because of COVID, no one's been allowed to do anything. Mm-hmm. And also, you see the RNA Clubhouse, because I think that is what it's called, the Royal Nature Club. But you think, yeah, I'll, I'll have a piece of that, please. So anyway, um, I was walking around the golf course that week. We were at Dunbarney Links, and I, and I met the person that invited me. And he looked at me like this and said, you do realise it's jacket and tie, don't you? I was like, yeah, and I'll be getting ready for that, don't you worry, because it is it's proper bosh at the RNA. What does that mean? For a woman, exactly. I said, I don't have a tie. But yeah, it just means dress up and look really nice. Right. Which actually... Dress up to accompany somebody who would be with jacket and tie. 
example. Yeah. Like, how do you? How do you? Yeah, that's really hard. How did? There's no you dress code for that. that. Like that's what. That, I did, but, but I'm a man, so exactly. if it's jacket and tie, I know what You're to wear. All right. Yeah. So it's just nice. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I did dressed up something nice, uh, and we went there on the Saturday night. And I think Martin Slumbers said it was the first time they'd had a dinner at the R and A in nearly 17 months because of everything which had been going on, which obviously made it even more special. And I'm not sure if you will have to take photos, but I took loads. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just the most beautiful place Explain with all it the to history. Us. So you walk in, um, as soon as you walk in, the car park is literally at the back of the 18th green yeah. and the first. Is, is that where the entrance is? Where the car park is? Because it's always Yeah, there's a very little car park. There's always mega cars on it. Yeah, so that's where your entrance is. Right. Right in front of you is. The, the trophies, like the amateur trophies, the big, like it's not called the British amateur anymore, it's the amateur. And then there's a staircase up to the right-hand side going up to the, the dining room. Um, if you walk straight through on the ground floor onto the left-hand side, it looks like a bit of, I suppose back in the day, like the smoking room Yeah, gentleman's thing. room or whatever. Yeah, and then there was a slightly bigger where we had our drinks and that looked out onto the... Oh, my God. Is it Yeah, the balcony's at the top. So we were on the ground floor for our drinks and it's just like, oh, look at this. It's unbelievable. And, and what time did you go? Um, we were there about 7, 7.30. Were so you worried that you weren't going to get up on the balconies while it was still light? Or did you know that was the well, plan? Well, after a few gin and tonics, I wasn't worried about you anything. Up the stairs. Yeah. I, 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 I got lost trying to look for the toilets. I'm really <laughs> sorry. And you're there taking selfies on the balcony. Yeah. So, no, I really did try and be quite professional with it all in terms of that. Because y- y- you feel like you might get into trouble. I'm sure you wouldn't. Well, I don't know. What did you like inside? Like is it like, is it, I've got a picture on yeah, Google. Yeah, that's, that's, like? that, that, that's where I had my photo underneath. So is it, is it like big modern tr- in a way, though? Well, it's, no. Was, no, it's like a, a drawing room with the massive, like, paintings beautiful paintings i mean everything is golf there's nothing non-golf in it huge chandeliers brown leather chairs is it what you'd expect basically yeah. and actually what is cool is every single bit of plate or cup or glass has all got the logo on you know, i'd love to i didn't but i'd love to admit one imagine nick and a serviette i went to i went to the ivy restaurant Back in the day, in the London one, yeah. dead, dead expensive one, and I was like, I need to nick something from this. And on the napkins, it had like the ivy embroidered in. So I, I, uh, <laughs> I took it, I wrapped it like around my my leg, my shin, and tucked it like in my socks, like a shin pad, and then put my pants over it and nicked it. Still got it to this date. Sorry, Ivy London. Um, but yeah, that you you kind of want to take some. I know you shouldn't do, but. It's like, I mean, I've never been to Buckingham Palace, but it's like that type of feeling I where you... I wonder if that's the most place places get nicked from. Like, you'd nick some toilet paper, wouldn't you, or something from the from Buckingham yeah, Palace? Or yeah, I didn't from the R&A. Honestly. But it's so special. Honest, I just honestly, Mr Slumber, she didn't. Yeah, no, I didn't. It's just really special. Food was great. Was Service it good? What was did you awesome. have? Um, was it we had posh? some crab starter. Yeah. And then, Guy yeah, had the lamb. Guy had hate Main this. course, wow. and then... Um, a little chocolate like souffle with raspberry in. It was nice. Well, what was the vibe? Though? Was it like stuck up and and old men and was that? Well, there was there was twenty eight of us to dinner, so there was only us lot in there. So there was men and women oh, there, right. and we I think yeah we were all guests, so we were just all pleased to be there. Weird question. What were the toilets like? Yeah, all right. 
Because I feel like that's always... Not gold-plated. These places, though, I feel like when they're really nice smart... T- nice toilets. Yeah, they want to say they Different nice. soap, different like little hand towels. Yeah, like Joe Malone. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, I, I that type like, of level. Yeah, okay. They almost can't <laughs> really be seen to be too over-the-top expensive, can they, really? Because obviously it's... I don't know, the governing body of, of the game, like you can't think they're going to spend a million pounds on the gold, gold toilet when gold they could be funding junior golf development That's somewhere, true. for example. Yeah, true. I, I get the impression that it, it's it's old stuff that really looked after rather than, than spending loads on flash stuff. Uh, can't wait for my invite, please, at RNA. I'd happily... You're going to go I now robbing it. stuff. So they'll check your socks on the way out. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's where I was, where you're looking now. Yeah, there's loads of... Im- if you go on Google Images and type in RNA Clubhouse, there's loads of pictures to come up. It does look And also, incredible. I think, because of we've not been able to go out. Of course. You know, that is... That's the one, isn't it? So you get dressed up. But nice little story, actually. We're all having dinner and the lad kind of leans over. Hello, my name. My name's John. I was like, oh, hi, John. You know, he's like, we've actually met before. You know, when you've got oh, that. Do you know what the oh, thing no. is to say, though? Nice to see you. Yeah. That's the response for almost everyone I meet. Nice to see you. Because if, if I've met you before, you're not offended. And if you're brand new, it's also, it works. Little tip for everyone listening. Yeah, little tip. If, if I if you come up to me and I say, "Oh, nice to see you," it means I've got no who, idea who you really are. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I've gone. Oh, um, and he just looks at me and he says, "I caddied for you at the British Girls in Blair Gowrie when you were 15." Oh, you don't remember that? Well, no, yeah. you're not. But I obviously remembered the week, and he caddied for me for a few rounds because I did really well, and we had such a good time. And I'd not seen him for like 20 years, and he now works for the RNA in sponsorship. And I, it was lovely. You know, that's what's oh, great yeah. about golf, isn't it? How you've not seen somebody for so long and then, you, oh, how are you and, and everything. And he would have been older anyway. We're the same when age, yeah. Oh, I think we the were same pretty age. much the okay. same age, Cause, yeah. Because in that sentence, he could have also been like a 40-year-old man caddying for you at the time. Yeah, he could have been. Or he could have been, you know, like I say, similar age to you at 15 or whatever. So it's like, that's also what's great. Like years later and you've always got common interest and you can chat about golf and you can whatever that is always good when you meet golfers you just have something to talk about all the time one of the other things we did in St Andrews which obviously people are seeing the video on now we had this idea we wanted to try and go up and obviously we're going to the Women's Open so that was the main reason why we were there but staying in St Andrews we thought we have to make some content we've got to film while we're there it's it's, it's rude not to so we had the idea uh, inspired off one of our favourite golf channels called Stacked Golf, where they've got husband and wife, John and Ashley, and they go out and buy old used golf clubs from like thrift shops and all this kind of stuff. We were like, we've got to do that, St Andrews. There's probably more golf shops per square mile than anywhere in the world. Not the biggest, but the best. Little independent ones. Just little ones where you could find something old and ju- just like, the, well, I'll come on to the Octolonies one in a minute. But yeah, so we, we went out and we filmed this video don't know if you've seen it or seen clips of it, but basically Rick spent 500 quid on clubs that he probably could have got for 200 quid. I've he spent had some bartering about money. Um, I'm terrible at bartering. But, <laughs> can you barter? Yeah, yeah, I can. I reckon I you I'm could. terrible yeah. at it. You don't, don't even try, though. Awkward. Yeah, I know. It's feel too awkward. You know what Rick always does as well? I don't know what you, you do on this, but Americans might not agree with this it's more of a culture, but he always leaves a tip in a restaurant, which I don't always do, I'll be honest. Oh, yeah, I always do. Do you always? See, I don't do... If I go out and I... <laughs> right, let me say this now. If I go to a restaurant and I buy a fillet steak for 30 quid, which it sometimes can be, and then, like, Abby has a glass of wine, which is obviously, like, 8 quid, which should be, like, 50p or something, and then they want a tip as well. Like, why do you have to spe- give more money? You're tipping them for the quality of food. You're tipping them for the quality of service. Yeah, but the service should be paid for by the restaurant who are making 25 quid profit on my steak. If you want good staff, pay them well. 
Anyway, sorry, that's a rat. I'd like the, to the only bit. one I don't like is when they add it to the bill already. I I'm not the biggest fan of that. I'd rather choose to or not to. And if they've added it to the bill, I don't pay extra tip. No, but in America, don't. I mean, honestly, Amer- American listeners would be like, you don't tip. Like, I'm, a mate of mine went over to America. He started coaching in Las Vegas. And even for his life, it was ridiculously expensive for a golf lesson, as you are in America. Like in America. Certainly in the time, it was like $150 or less or something. And he'd, he'd often say that people would almost end up giving him like nearly £200 because the rest is just a tip. But at what point do you start to tip? You don't tip in McDonald's, do you? No. So what point do you, do you tip do you tip no, in I'll the clubhouse? No, i Have you seen the little things now when you go to the... To the Charity. That's different. Oh. And you, you can like round it up and whatever. That's good. Um, at what point do you start tipping? I probably wouldn't tip. It depends when if there's a function to do because sometimes also they can't. So I don't often carry cash with me. So if let's say... <laughs> let's say if the, let's say if the bill was... 46 quid, yeah. right? I'd always round it up to 50. But why? If I, if I can pay on cash. Like, so I'll say, I even tip my barber. I tip, a bar, tip barbers. I've tipped barbers before, but I just feel like, it's certainly when you're having... Is that why you've got a hat on now? My hair's around <laughs> to the minute. But I went to Tesco for a haircut yesterday. Tesco? Tesco? The supermarket what, Tesco. They, they really do do everything. Honestly, it's one of the one of the best experiences ever as well. So yesterday, sorry, we're going really off topic here. Yesterday morning, I knew I was going out Liverpool. Mentioned it at the start of the show. Want to look nice? You heard look good on that picture. Well, I knew there was going to be a banger Insta, right? So I was like, "When am I going to Sunday? Where, how, how the hell am I going to get my hair cut on a Sunday? Because everybody normally every barber's shot on a Sunday, isn't it? Sunday, yeah. Monday normally have off, don't they? So I'm googling, I'm googling, I'm googling. I'm thinking, I'm just not. I, I tried mobile. Barbers, I thought someone gonna be able to come around to the house, and also my little boy who's three soon. The last time I took him to get his hair cut was about three months ago, so his hair was horrendous. And the reason it was it was so long because he had a meltdown last time we went. Like her, I had to drag him out, kicking and screaming. He got half a haircut, so his hair was horrendous. So I needed to book him in as well. So I'm thinking, where, where am I going to do this? Anyway, I remember I told you about I went to uh, Asda in. I won't say where, near my house. And um, in Asda, there was a barber's, like in the corner, built in, like a proper... And, so you, and Tesco as well, then. So this, in Asda, there was a hairdressers on one side, so yeah. female hairdressers, and on the right-hand side, there was barber's, right? And I just clocked it, and I thought, because like I say, I, you know, I thought it's a bit weird. I've never seen that before. Certainly not in Asda. But I remember, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what am I trying? Carry on, you started till you're finished. So, um, Sunday, so I was trying to get my boy's hair cut, and, and just something twigged up. I saw the barbers in Asda, but you know what? I'm sure there's the barbers in Tesco. Never and believe it or not, ever. it's been there for two years, right? So, I would go online, open Sunday, could book online, went and took my boy, me and my boy got our hair cut Asda's at Tesco, sorry. <laughs> Mason and I can't remember the other guy's name. Nice. Honestly, really good. Yeah, it looked good. Really impressed. Expensive, though. How much? Jude was £9.50, rounded up to a tenner. And I was £19, I think, on the nose. So you left him an extra quid. Rounded up to 20. Cool. So anyway, the golf golf (laughs) shops in St Andrews, um, there's loads of them. And there's have you been to them all, Take you've been there, have you not really dipped in? I know I've not really, I've, I've been to the shops, but yeah, I can't. Well, that's next time you go, you need to. Yeah, definitely. And there's some some that just sell, like, clothes, and, and there's some that just kind of sell, like, bag tags and bits and stuff. And then there's Octolonies, which is a massive shop. Oh, I've been in there. Yeah, everything, like, Callaway, everything I think of, like, major stuff. And went in there, and they said, oh, we don't have a second-hand section, but around the corner, there's our Octolonies pre-owned. And it was 
I'd gone. I was in heaven. You were in heaven as well. We were both in heaven. It was it, a bit of a throwback. Oh, ridiculous! I loved as well. Without being rude to him, it was a mess. But there was just like boxes of balls just shoved on the side, covered in dust that were it like brand brilliant. new but old. Top flight XL two thousand pinnacle gold. That, that like you look at them, and that box is what I used to get growing up, and the pristine. And it's like there's something there's something psychological about it. It's not just about the fact it's a golf ball. It's about the memories. How much do you think I paid for three top flight XL two thousands extra long? So they've got to be 20 years old. Somewhere like that. Brand new, still in a box. I actually don't even know how much you did pay. I do. Well, they were normally about a pound each, but I don't know what they'd be now. Inflation. Go on. Ten pound for three. So they're Pro V1s. <laughs> <laughs> Pro was, you, didn't, you didn't catch this, did you? That bucket of Pro V1s. No, I only saw it, weirdly, back on the video. So on the floor, there was three buckets. On the left-hand side were like late balls, cheap, whatever, pinnacles, whatever, whatever. Middle one was like, your, your nice golf balls, but not your Pro V1s. So the like Callaway Chrome stuff. Yeah, your, your Shrixen, whatever, AD Triple Threes, whatever. And then the next bucket was just a bucket of Pro V1s. How much were they a ball? Were they a quid or something? Quid a ball, I think oh, they were. just clean up. Honestly, I was in heaven. Because they're all marked. Like They've all got character. Yeah. Every single yeah. one of those golf balls at one point was a brand new golf ball out of the box. And like... When you think about taking a brand new golf ball out of the box, it's never been hit. There's something amazing about yeah. that anyway. You mark it up, you put your initials, you put a few dots, you put a line on it, whatever, and that ball, is that's yours, and it's going on a journey with you until you lose it. And in this bucket, every ball had been through that stage, and there was some from, like, there were some local ones from, like, Carnoustie, St. Andrews, with the emblem on the side. There was ones where people's written the name on. There was ones with a line. There was one with triple track. Kind of a triple track on it. So that's quite a new one. There was one with like an American logo on it, which uh, somebody's messaged me actually, FH something or other was on it. And it's like, how amazing. Like in, in the middle of nowhere. It's the, the storytelling in it behind it. Like every ball's got a story that's there. The thing. When it comes to looking for golf balls, that's how I started golf. That was my youth. When I was a kid, um, we lived on the back of a golf course. And my dad on a Sunday afternoon would be like, come on, Soph, we're going to go look for golf balls in all the dikes and the ditches and all the thick rough. And that's how I kind of got into the game. And I loved it. The adrenaline of finding a good ball. Yeah, but obviously, like, he never told me that ones beginning with T were good. I just had all the yellow ones or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, yeah, I just remember just being so excited to find a good, like, is this a good one, Dad? And he'd be like, yeah, that's a good one. And that's where my love for golf started, I suppose. So I'm kids all still for that. search for balls? I, yeah, they must do. I used to spend most of my summers as a junior. That's why I never got that good, because rather than actually playing golf, I, I was in the trees looking for balls. I remember there was a whole six hole where that I used to weird. play. Someone crops that out. But. Six and put it in with the clip from earlier. Yeah. Uh, on the six hole I used to play, it was like these big trees and it, loads of balls used to go in there. And I remember playing up to five or six, just putting our bags down, like three or four of us, and just going hunting mm-hmm. for what was ours probably finding so many balls it was amazing i just don't feel like junior golfers still do that they they must do you can't beat finding a pro v1 but i didn't have an electric trolley when i was a junior now every junior that has an electric trolley or a tour bag or not everyone listening i'm sure but a lot of people do i feel like well that that leads on to something nice i was trying to kind of get to in a lot in a roundabout way with the fact that i ended up buying a a tailor-made v steel three wood it was in ridiculous condition i can't believe i saw it i was nearly I don't and know. I fainted. Just, you I were just, like, yeah, it's quite cool. I was like, I've got to buy, I bought it. 25 quid special it was. Unreal. I was just a bit like, eh. Yeah. I don't know. You got the 300 series. Like, um, V-Steel. It was so it, iconic. If I was a bubble burner girl. Yeah. You know, that, that first little bubble in the shaft and the burnt orange. So, um, yeah, mine would have probably been, in terms of the, the Halo Maid, would have been the tight list. You know, PT. The li- yeah. That's, see, that was me. I, I feel like I was, I, even though we're, really close in age me and guy like i feel like 
golf changed so much in those like three years but or something. Again, it, I used to have is it three years? What five years? Between what? You and me. I'm 30, 30 nearly with 31. So five years. Yeah, so oh, that's yeah. the difference where they're more the same yeah. age. Yeah, I felt like it was like, like I said, the Titleist PT or like 905. I had the 980F as well. But like, it, it, it comes down to though, what it's not about the club because I took it to the range at the weekend. It's not like, well, it's not, it's obviously good. I'm not like good with it. But it's more about like the era that takes me back to and the memories. And that's yeah. why like it got me thinking when these secondhand shops, how a golf club, it's there for performance, obviously. You want to play good golf with what you buy. But there's so much more to it than that. And actually, I think I want to weirdly go out now and buy more old stuff because it's just, it's fun. And I had this weird thought, it cost a fortune, but how good would it be to go up to St. Andrews with like a handful of friends but take no clubs and you have to buy them while you're there and you give each other two, like a bit like a golf bit of challenge, you have 200 quid each. You could easily get a set for 200 quid. Oh, easy. Yeah. Easy. How good would that, if you had a few quid? Well, even like so the Titleist good. Irons, I bought DCI Irons. Oh, 50 quid. David DeVal used to have them, Like 50 quid for a set. That's unreal. Four yeah. to Sandwich. And like I say, you could easily do it on two hundred quid. You might, you might, if you took a bag without clubs. Yeah. I mean, you, you could buy a bag. I mean, I got ripped off for this bag. So that was yeah, that was a rip off. Yonix I got as ripped well. Ripped off by this bag. So we went in the first shop. Just get the hoofer. I mean, that's the the bag of all carry bags. It, there wasn't any. That was a class bag. That, that wasn't it? it. So I went in. I think it was the second shop actually, because the first shop didn't sell uh, clubs. Went in. Really nice lady. Wasn't a lot of clubs. And she went, "What you're after?" I said, "Just anything old." Battered, whatever. She was a saleswoman, her though. Thought, was, oh, he doesn't look like much She of was a your golfer. nemesis because Rick can't barter and she stood her ground. So uh, she said, Come in the back. Come on, come on, let's see what you got here. So she's in the back, proper junk about clubs. But she was like looking at me going, You're excited about this? I'm like, Yes, of course I am. This is it. This is what I came for. And right in the back, there was this Yonex um, leather bag. Took like. Not a tour bag, but... I think it was an old tour bag. One that you could fit smaller. in your locker. Dead yes. small. Yeah, at the golf back club. Then, yeah, they? they were small. Um, and I said, oh my God, I want that. She went, it's a lot to me like I've got two heads. What you colour want, you want, was it? Um, Is it green? It's on the yeah, like green and white yeah, and blue. Yeah. And uh, she was like, you want that? I was like, yeah. And she looked at me like I've got two heads. And I went, I absolutely want it. And there were some Wilson blades That's in the bag there. as well. See on the thumbnail? Oh, Yeah. There were some Wilson blades in the set as well, dead, dead old. And I said, I want them as well. I mean, I got a bit giddy in the first shot, to be honest. And uh, so I'm pulling them out, and I, I bought a um, Callaway steel head. So the actual... Unbelievable clubs. How good, like... Annika Sorensen used to rip them. So it's funny, I went back home and told my mum, because my mum buy me all these clubs when I was back in the day, when I was like 11 or 12. She said, we, we got you the driver for £150. That night, you slept with it. I slept with the driver in my bed. <laughs> the kids still do that. Well, I re- I woke up on Christmas Day once and I just opened my eyes and there was the tailor-made bubble burner driver oh, next to me. Oh my God. Like, oh. Santa, you, you're the man. Yeah. <laughs> how did, how Obviously you, not custom fit. How did you know my spec? Yeah. And um, so I bought this, got this bag out and she's like, oh, oh God, I've not got a price for it. So I'm thinking, there's one or two things here. She's going to give it me for free. Not got a price for it. You want it? Give it you for free, or like chuck us twenty quid and you can have the back right. So she starts. So she's kind of cashing it all up and she goes, "I need to ring the person who owns the bag." I'm like, "What?" She went, "It's not our bag. It's somebody who owns it." So she goes off in the back, rings this, rings this bloke, and she said to me before this, "I think he'd probably want a hundred quid for it." So I'm thinking, "Oh my god, hundred? Why am I paying this bloody tatty old bag hundred quid?" So she went off and she must have rang Colin or whatever on the f- hey Colin I've got a lad in the shop he wants to buy your bag is a hundred quid all right he'd probably fell off his chair yeah, yeah. Gone, bloody tell you what no I'll tell you what she did 
She went in the back and went, hi, Colin. It's Sue from the shop. Um, somebody's offered you 15 quid for the bag. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Put the phone down. Eight times. That's why she, she wanted cash. She did want cash. She did want cash. So thought, wait a minute, you paid a hundred pound. Yes, you did. You didn't. Oh. And then what was weird? Was she, she locked the shop behind us, and we saw her in the bar drinking champagne <laughs> afterwards, smoking a big cigar, <laughs> popping champagne. But yeah, I paid a hundred quid for this bag. But that got me thinking again. How? Because you actually played quite good golf with those clubs. I did. That video came out. Well, what'll be yesterday? We're listening, but literally just now, we've just released it. Seven point five degree driver. Oh, remember that? So tailor made. 300 series one it I got. It's like all the new I ones inspired one by, the new mini ones inspired by. Oh, you said, you said by. on the picture. I, yeah. it, it looks it just like the mini like drivers, doesn't it? it? Seven and a half degrees. Graffaloy. Pro-Lite. In like the Blue. red. Oh, you have the, the red, red one. Because how good was the shaft back, the Pro-Force, the yellow and purple the one? Yellow Pro-Force and purple, US I had that in the pink PSI. I feel like you only got it in three woods really as well. I feel like it weren't as popular for drivers, but you said you had it I in driver. Did you? And yeah, so I spent way too much in that first shot. again, Back to, oh, we said this a lot and stuff, I know, but I like... you've got a topic here, is No, 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 well, like, kind of first topic was how fun it was going looking at golf shops and buying second-hand stuff was the first part. But the second part was, we do get our pants pulled down by golf brands marketing. We do. Like, you went out there and played six holes, that you shot level par, which is spoiled. If anyone's not watched the video, we'll still watch it. But the clubs were borderline ancient. The irons were at least 20-odd years old. The driver was 15, 20 years old. Putter was literally older than us and you played quite good like they weren't fitted obviously and all that stuff but the the brands today they market the stuff so much they make it so aspirational that you want to buy it. you see the tour pros using it you see the, the claims see that you know the videos and nice instagram pictures but you can still play really good golf with old gear Come. and and here, here. i think people do get sucked into it too much and it's just like if you've got clubs that work don't buy new ones unless you just want them but understand you might not play better with them I do believe that to a certain extent that you're quite good at golf, so you do hit the middle of the club face a lot. I do think the new technology really does help people that need to get the ball in the air um, don't hit it as well compared to good point. 20, 30 years mm. ago. I gave a golf lesson today with, you know, when you look at the clubs and you just think, there's just no, that they're too hard to hit. They're far too hard to hit. Here you go, have a go with this. It's a cavity back, graphite shaft and... And from somebody that is not much of a golfer, suddenly they start hitting golf shots and I'm not a miracle worker. It's just, I do think there is the technology there to make bad golf better. But I do agree in terms of of good golfers, there might not be as much to gain from it. I I agree. You're going to find somebody who's not very good at golf getting a chunky head with a graphite shaft up in the air quicker than an old blade from 20 years ago, granted. But in terms of golf getting a bad rap for being expensive and people getting annoyed when they buy a new drive, a new one comes out and they feel almost gutted that the new stuff's replaced it. You can go out and play golf to a decent yeah. standard with old stuff that might cost you 100 quid all in. might be a bit dusty. Well, so, well, the stuff we were buying were dead old, but if you bought something, certainly in the last 10 years, like f- that's that's forgiveness, that's still got the greatest technology, or latest-ish technology. Well, that V-Steel, they're still used. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. So. Well, I question for you both then, on that topic, which is a good point, to be fair, Sophie, what would you say from out of the bag has changed the least in the last 20 years? So what part of the bag could you get away with still using? Probably wedges. I know, because grind and bounce has come in so much more recently. Putter must be up there. No, because think about all the mallets no, and stuff I, you I can get now. I think a mallet is, you have, if you're new to golf, just get a mallet putter. You can still get mallets back then, though. Two balls been out for 20 years. Two balls, years, 21 nearly. years, yeah. You could have a two ball from the year 2000 and it'd be as good as anything out today. I think it gets better as it gets higher in the bag, so 
like you say, wedges, putter, and then then by the time you get to your woods and your driver, I think they become better. Yeah. What do you think, Rick? Do you agree? I agree. There you go. <laughs> um, quick one before we finish. Is I, I just—I can't believe you didn't talk about the shank at the Women's Open. I don't bring people up like that. All right. No, I do. Oh, well, that was quite relatable. <laughs> no, that what that shank. To be honest with you, oh, what? not on the last hole. Like shanks, if someone shanks off the first tee, is like nervous. Well, that but was nervous. I know. What seventh second hole? Like bless her. Gussing, wasn't it? Oh, horrendous. Oh. Like if One you if you haven't seen it, breaking things I've ever seen. Um, it was horrible. What was it? Ma- not Marsden. Nana Madsen, yeah. Nana Madsen. She um, middle of the fairway after a tee shot. Kind of hit a ropey one right into that bunker. That but was the bad shot. Kind of downhill you were mentioning, going towards the green. She had almost like two bunkers to get over to, before you get to the green. She had to get up and down to force a playoff. It be over the back. Shanked it. Just shanked. Oh. oh, it's just horrible. And it, but I just think sport's unfair, isn't it? It's horrible sometimes. It's really unfair. But I think, if anything, that just shows you the, the ups and the downs of golf. And, you know, the relatability of it all that even... Even really good players can just do something. Question question for you then. Okay. Not that you have to do this, but I think it'd be interesting. Obviously, as Rick said, he's been to three women's events this year. I've definitely been watching a bit more. In a sentence or two, our listeners who may not be converted to watching many, not, not, not converted, but may not watch much women's golf because they just don't think about it or they're just not into it. What, you know, sell it to them. Sell it to them. Um, there's this thing about it being, oh, it's so relatable. They hit it about the same as me. and No, they don't. They hit it really good. Yeah, yeah. They, they hit it frighteningly good. Um, they're very, very straight off the tee to the point that I actually felt in the coverage they didn't betray how hard Carnoustie was. It's very tight off the tee and these players just can thread it through a needle. So th- it's, it's a different type of golf, but it's still golf. Um, it's all the things that you would get what you'd think you'd get at a men's event it's the accessibility i think that's probably the best thing you can get from the women's game you can get so much pleasure from watching these players but you can walk next to them and it, honestly but last week you could have just gone oh hi anna you all right 100%. and she'd have said oh yeah please you know pleased to meet you i've seen that a lot recently at some events people have just come in and said oh what a lovely person paula creamer is or anna northwest is or Mel Reed, whatever you want to do, because you can actually access them, and I think that's arguably the best thing about the women's game is not only how impressive they are on the golf course, but you can get close, you can ask them a question, you can learn a bit about them, and it's for some people it's a totally new type of sport. And like you were saying, delve into Instagram, find out about mm-hmm. somebody, find out the story. I did it in Formula One recently, where I started learning a new sport, and I think almost you can do that with golf if you follow men's golf. You can have a new passion and there's nothing better than finding something new that you go, yeah, I'm really into this. And there's lots of events that you can go to that might not be as expensive. Um, this week I'm covering the Curtis Cup, which is women amateur mm-hmm. uh, GB&I against America. And it's at Conway, yeah, Conway. It's so uh, close in to Wales, us. which is really close to us. It's, it's an hour and a bit away. And you might watch those players and then in a couple of, well, Louise Duncan did it already, but in a couple of years time, they'll be winning majors and you're thinking... Wow, so you can follow a story. So that's what I would say. Try and find, go to an event, find a couple of players that you really like and then follow them and support them like you would do with your golfers, with your football teams and stuff like that. Well, I'm probably finding that myself. Like, I had really fallen out of love with football. Wasn't bothered about football. The Euros came. 
biggest glory hunter ever, going to the match and everything, thinking I'm some sort of football hooligan. And uh, since now, the football season started again. and Because I know so many more of the players. I'm, like, invested. I know players who play for Villa and Spurs and transfer markets. Guys got me to listen to talk sport. It's the characters that get you into to watching it more than the sport. Mm. Yep. And that's what I'm finding with golf as well, ladies' golf. There's so many more characters, I think, there is than men's golf, if I'm dead honest with you. And um, it's it's great to see. Um, one of the characters, obviously, I'm speaking to her soon, Annika. Have you got any questions? Have you got any anything I, mean, I should ask her? Um, just why she wanted to take it to the next level. Like, wh- Obviously, what, did Tiger inspire her? Because I felt like she went and did the fitness. Wh- why? Where did she... Um, who told her to do it? Was it all self-motivation or did somebody kind of on her team tell her? Because she was one of the first people in the women's game that went and did all the fitness and, and took it all to another level. Um, where was that inspired from? Yeah, where that inspired from. And then ask her about, you know, teen up with the men, like, because that's quite a good story for mm. people to listen to. It's an amazing Because bar her, Michelle Wee, has there been many of teen up with the men? No, not really. I mean, talking of the Open champion, Anna Nordquist, she actually teed it up with the men um, during COVID times because there wasn't anything to play in and shot like 64 and won the event um, just in in the local, something like a Cactus Tour or something like that. Um, But yeah, probably what what kept her at the top. Why? Because she was just so much better than everybody else. Love it. Quick one. Sorry, go on. Before we wrap it up, but thank you. I think you were going to (laughs) say... Thank you for coming. <laughs> Finishing my word. I'll uh, say thank you, you say you. Yeah. <laughs> um, there is news for those people in the clubhouse who have listened this far in. We appreciate it. The live podcast for episode 100 is looking very, very likely. We've been working with somebody who has got us a venue. So it's probably going to be in Manchester area. It's not confirmed yet. and We've not confirmed the date. But if you are interested, it is looking like it's going to go ahead. Um, what do you want to say anything about that, Rick? Uh, am I coming? You can come. Okay. Me and Soph, you're doing it. Are you coming, Soph? If I'm here. I I'm would here. love you to come on if you're here. I think that third voice will be good. I think we'll get a few. I'm sure there'll be a few people wanting to, to come. Yeah. Keep out for social media to uh, make sure you hear news of that. But that'll be, that'll be really exciting. Something we've never done before and something I think you guys will love. And like I say, it ha- it, you're going to annoy some people because not everyone's going to be able to get to it, unfortunately. But we have to do it somewhere that's local to it, us, a venue that can accommodate us. Fingers crossed it can get off the ground and get going. Yes. Um, Thursday's podcast is with you, yep. with Annika. Yeah. Next Tuesday will be a standard podcast, me and you. So if anybody wants to have their email read out, it's podcast at rickshields.com. Um, we'll do some dear Ricks. We'll get. We've not done some for. We've got a lot stashed up here. So you've got to really get today. I don't think you're in the best frame of mind. You're hungover, very hot. So so. You're getting better though. I would say. You feel a bit fresher. Yep. <laughs> as soon as the camera goes off, I'm going to be dying. But we'll no, get some those right. done next week. And last thing, I'm not asked for a while, but please, if you've not done already, rate us on Apple. Ideally, five stars. Four stars is. I'd rather be five or one. Four stars is pointless. Does nothing. So five stars or one star. And if people do that, I promise to uh, review the mac and cheese place that I went to a few weeks ago. And don't call me a ferret, please. Thanks very much, Sophie. Appreciate your time. Thank you and very we'll, much, And uh, we'll see you all soon. Thank you. Yeah, nice one. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, 
all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.